Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Mustard Seed Leadership, our podcast that comes out each week as we grow little by little in understanding kingdom leadership. Now, I'm very excited to say that today we start a brand new series and I've entitled it Seven Signs of Good Government. What does it look like to exercise authority well? And it really revolves around an amazing little scripture from uh, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7 from the old uh, NRV. It says, speaking about Jesus prophetically, and it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And I love that because what it basically means is that as government grows, as the exercising of authority grows, with it should come peace. And there's a link between authority and government and peace, which is critical. In fact, in Colossians 3 verse 15, it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You see, peace and rulership go together. As we grow in the ability to exercise good godly government, the result is an increase of peace. Peace and rulership go hand in hand. So what do I mean by government? Let's be clear. It simply means the way that we exercise the authority that God has given you. Now, if you're a husband, if you're a dad in a family, you're a boss, you're a leader in any sphere, you carry authority. Now, the way you exercise that authority, that's what we're talking about when we speak about good government. You could use it in a negative way to control, dominate, manipulate, or you could use it in a positive way to empower and to protect and to build up others. So, how do we exercise authority well? Now, you may realize some of the fruit of poor government or poor governance in your life or in those around you. Let me give you five quick symptoms, and in the weeks ahead, I'll describe some of them in more detail. Number one, a lack of Peace. Now, we've already said, remember, peace, government go together. Secondly, a lack of order. It could be, thirdly, a lack of respect. Fourthly, a lack of discipline. Or fifthly, a lack of productivity. Let's dive a little bit deep on that first one, a lack of peace. We saw from government that uh, government and peace are linked. Now, take, for example, a country. If you think about different countries in the world, in a country where there is good government, where it has been fairly elected, with a good constitution, where there's low corruption, generally you will find a country that's doing well where there's order and peace. On the converse, in countries where there's no democratically elected government, there's been some kind of coup, it's a military takeover, it's full of corruption, what do you find? Civil war, strife, and a lack of peace. So, good news is that we can grow in our ability to exercise good government. I want you to hear that. We can grow in this area. And uh, for me, this cuts quite close to the bone because it's an area that God, I believe, has been taking me on a journey, helping me to grow in what it means to exercise government well. Now, you might have heard a quote once that said uh, that the best players don't usually make the best coaches because the great players, everything they do comes so naturally that they don't understand how to coach people who might not have as much natural ability. So in some ways, I feel I'm qualified to help teach this because this is an area that God has challenged me to grow so much. The three big enemies that I face, and maybe you'll face some of these as well, in areas uh, that hinder the growth in good government, number one is a fear of conflict or being a people pleaser. It's the fear of facing conflict and the possibly offending people that has tended to hold me back from exercising government well. Secondly, it's a lack of confidence. Personal insecurities have held me back. When you should be stepping forward, sometimes insecurities cause you to withdraw. And thirdly, indifference. 
not rising up to take responsibility for something, but rather delegating or giving away or abdicating that responsibility to others. But there is hope. It's an area that we can grow in, and I'm hoping you'll join me over these next couple of weeks as we look at the seven signs or seven ways of growing in good government. So let's have a look at the first one. Number one, good government confronts sin. Good government confronts sin. Isaiah 57 verse 21 says, There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. There is no peace. If you're not confronting, if you're allowing sin to grow, peace is going to go. In other words, where sin is allowed to reign, peace vanishes. That's why a sign of good government is to confront sin. The opposite of confronting is called enabling. That means you see something is sinful or unhelpful in a person or a situation. You are in a position to do something about it, but instead of confronting it, you either tolerate it, allow it, or condone it. That's called enabling. Now, the problem is no longer the sin. The problem has now become you, the leader, because you've done nothing about it. One of the examples in, uh, in Scripture is Eli, who was high priest in Israel, and his problem was he failed to restrain what his sons were doing. They were sinning badly. And instead of confronting them, he enabled them. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse number 13, it says, I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. In other words, as a father with the authority, his job was to confront sin and not tolerate, condone, or allow it, which is called enabling. So, I know this because uh, as a dad, I have got two teenage sons. And like any other dad, you'll see behavior in their lives from time to time that you know is wrong. Could be uh, uh, disrespect for their mother or for anyone else in that matter. Could be bad language. Could be selfishness. Could be unkindness. And in those moments, what are you going to do as a dad? Do you allow that behavior or do you step up and confront that behavior and establish proper boundaries? And I remember... God challenging me one, one specifically in this area and saying, Brent, I haven't called you to be their best friend. I've called you to be their dad. Now, that's the key, leaders, because we're going to have to constantly choose. If you're a leader, you constantly have to choose. Am I choosing respect or popularity? Remember that people please, if we continually choose popularity, we lose respect. Leaders confront sin. So that's the challenge that I, I want to leave you with today. Good government confronts sin instead of enabling it. So number one, do an honest assessment right now of yourself, your family, your ministry, your business. Are you enabling sin in certain areas? Number two, if so, then it's time to repent. Remember, repentance is the invitation for God's intervention. If you want God to intervene into your life and into that situation, it starts with this thing called repentance. And then thirdly, trust the Lord and begin to speak up, to speak up. Every time you are in that situation, trust the Lord, ask Him for courage, and speak up. When you don't speak, you are enabling. And remember, good governance confronts sin. Deep down, you want respect more than you want popularity, so speak up. So, next week, we are going to look at the second sign of good governance. Until then, may the mustard seeds of God's Word continue to grow inside of you. I hope that's helpful. Let's continue this journey together in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.